Entrepreneur on Fire 1003. Hey, why don't you be the best in your neighborhood or your town first, and then worry about getting to be the best in the world? Hey, Fire Nation, and welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire, where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. The Fire Nation newsletter is the bomb, and to get on it, all you need to do is text EO Fire to 33444. Get inside my head weekly and ignite. Don't waste another minute of your time searching for website resources. HostGator offers site hosting and design and marketing services. Visit HostGator.com slash fire and the number 30 for a 30% discount today. Ready to start growing your team? Try ZipRecruiter for free and get your perfect candidate today. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? John Lee Doom is here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Barrett Brooks. Barrett, are you prepared to ignite? I am ready, John. (laughs) Yes. Barrett is one-third of the trio from Fizzle.co, a community of entrepreneurs building businesses they believe in. Fizzle provides training, community, and coaching for anyone building an online business. Barrett, take a minute, fill in any blanks from that intro, and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life. Sure. So that's kind of, uh, I guess, the professional end of things. I'm now the director of marketing growth over at fizzle.co, where we're uh, teaching entrepreneurs, independent entrepreneurs, how to build businesses that they can believe in. And uh, on the personal end, I'm coming to you from Atlanta, Georgia, where I live with uh, my fiance, my black lab. And uh, just enjoy nerding out, reading some good books around here, getting outside, uh, enjoy the outdoors in Atlanta when it's not too hot and humid to do anything whatsoever. <laughs> uh, we don't have the beautiful weather you do in San Diego quite quite as often. So that's me. Yeah, they call it Hotlanta for a reason. There is definitely a reason. <laughs> and you Fire Nation faithful uh, who listened yesterday obviously heard the one, the only Chase Reeves. So you heard... Just all of those different voices, and Barrett, I'm sure you can only imagine the amount of voices that came out of that, and just the energy, and the all over the place. And if you listen to the Fizzle show, you'll know that the Barrett's more of the straight shooter. He kind of just brings the heat and brings the value. And Barrett, I think one thing you'll probably appreciate is that we actually went through the 10 archetypes that you created, and or the, the Fizzle team, that I know you had a big part in that. Um, and really kind of broke those down because it was Chase's second time on the show. So I wanted to mix things up, but it being your first time on the show, we're going to take the traditional approach and kind of go through your journey. So Fire Nation can really get to know you, where you came from and, and all that jazz. But first off, you're at a networking party in Atlanta. So you're inside AC's pumping. Someone walks up to you and asks, what exactly do you do? How do you respond in 10 seconds? So I tell them I'm the director of marketing and growth at uh, fizzle.co where we teach independent entrepreneurs to build successful, sustainable businesses by making progress week after week. God, that is dialed in. I love that. And let's talk about the entrepreneurial origin story that got you to this point. You know, you have quite a long history, which we're going to get into more in a little bit. But right now, like that transition point, like where were you? How do you make this leap into where you're at right now? Definitely. So, uh, I ran a company before I joined the Fizzle team called Living for Monday. 
And uh, that was my first company. I started as an adult. I ran, you know, a lawn business and all that kind of good stuff growing up. But coming out of college, I joined Ernst & Young, now known as EY, in their management consulting practice. And uh, we'll get to kind of my aha moment later, but I decided to start a business that kind of went against everything that I had experienced coming out of college as far as being recruited, going through the whole career center at my university, and just seeing many of the lies that get told and, and kind of the ways that recruiters and career consultants pump you up to go to work for these big companies. And I realized that that had very little to do with the long-term value I wanted to create in the world. And so I ended up leaving UI, starting a company called Living for Monday. And the goal there was to um, teach college students and young professionals how to find their first or next career and really build a career that they could believe in and not just one that was going to pay them good money or be prestigious or require them to sit at a desk in a cubicle, you know, 10, 12 hours a day. So that was what I did before coming to Fizzle. And um, during that time, I also got the chance to uh, intern with Seth Godin, who I'm sure all of your listeners will know very well. Oh, yeah. And that was a super fortunate opportunity. And honestly, having built Living for Monday to the point that I had built it was the only reason that he ended up picking me for that internship. And that was a real turning point for me because he really helped me understand what it means to be best in the world at something, what best in the world means, um, and what it means to quit a project and move on from something when it's that time. And so having that experience allowed me six months later to say, you know, I think it's time to hang up hang up the cleats on living for Monday and move on to my next project, which was terrifying. But it also led me to the Fizzle team when they were hiring for their director of, well, at the time it was just a member success specialist. And I ended up uh, becoming the director of member success. And I did that for a year, which landed me in the role that I'm in now. We need more voices that are out there like yours, Barrett, that are just telling people how it is, not the pitch, you know, not the sales pitch to the traditional world, because too many people find themselves just cornered, just trapped because they've, you know, listened to those voices. They've piled on the mountains of debt. You know, they're living in the big cities with the high rent and they feel like they need to be there. And in a lot of times they are stuck in a lot of ways. So, I mean, the sooner that we can get these voices out there, the better. So I loved that, that mission that you were on. And currently, Barrett, because, you know, we are talking to entrepreneurs, we are talking to sidepreneurs and soon to be preneurs here at Fire Nation. It's, you know, for us, like if we do make that leap, how are we going to generate revenue? So how are you, you personally generating revenue? So right now through Fizzle, we have a membership site. And uh, the good thing is, I think that you got a good precursor to this conversation uh, with Chase Reeves when you talked oh, yeah. about business archetypes. So um, that kind of was a big high level overview of how many different businesses can make money. So in the context of that for us, we would be the teacher archetype and we're teaching through a membership site and membership sites are very similar to SaaS businesses or software as a service in that it's a recurring monthly income stream for us where each of our members pays us a $35 fee for every month that they're a member. And then we also have an annual option where they can get a little bit off of that total amount. So we're making money through uh, teaching people how to build businesses, and we do that through a membership site that combines uh, HD video training with a thriving forums-based community. And Fire Nation, this is day two of six, Fizzle on Fire, where we're bringing four 
fizzlers in the next four days after Chase and Barrett here, and they're going to talk about their experience in fizzle, their successes, their struggles, their obstacles and challenges, all of these great things. And as you heard, Fizzle is an amazing community with amazing resources. And because of this kind of special week that we're running, you can actually join Fizzle today completely for free, and you're going to get a bonus coaching call. And now you have to take action before July 31st, fizzleonfire.com. Get in there, check out that community completely for free, no credit card required. It's going to be a great opportunity for you to see what they have going on. And Barrett, we're going to dive right in, brother, to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment. I really want you to take us to that moment in time. Tell us that story. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this as as I did a little bit of prep for our call. And as I look back, I, I have to admit that although I paint a rosy picture around what I was able to do by shutting down Living for Monday and joining the Fizzle team, that moment where... I was trying to decide whether it was time to move on from living for Monday from my first kind of real venture as an adult. That was the most difficult moment that I faced by far. I had put three years of my life into this entity. I had told a story. I had wrapped my identity up and what I was doing and the work that I was trying to accomplish. And now I was looking at the facts and just realizing, I don't know if this is a viable business venture. And if it is, I'm not sure I have the energy to completely pivot and move in the direction we need to move at this point. And coming to that realization was difficult for a number of reasons. The first one was just because it had been a frustrating path. We had been kind of knocking our heads against the wall for three years uh, to support the venture. I had raised a little over $100,000 in funding and oh, hired wow. an employee. So I had someone working for me, depending on me to continue to employ them and to continue to build this project together. So that was the biggest thing. And then if you take into the personal side of take into account the personal side of things, you know, it's hard on spouses and significant others when an entrepreneur is getting started, especially because your, your venture is like another spouse. It takes so much of your time and it takes so much of your energy that many times you have very little left for the people who care about you most. And so it was very challenging on my relationship with now my fiance. And uh, along with that, the financial struggles were real. You know, I went uh, about two years without any funding. And during that time, kind of used credit cards to help fund the business, which means that we had a debt hangover coming out of that project as well. And so here I was looking back at three years of my life and not knowing what was next and really only knowing that it was time to call it quits without really being satisfied with the outcome. And I got to say, that is not a great place to end up in, but it's a powerful decision to make and own and move on from. So Barry, when you find yourself still the owner of what is a pretty powerful entity, I mean, you're still getting traffic, you still had followers and fans, but you just had to make the, the honest but tough decision that, you know what, I personally don't see the type of future that I want by continuing going forward. You made that realization, but then what? Like, what is that next step to to walk away? I mean, what what did that exactly look like for you? Well, the next step was I, I had to sit down with our investor, and we had been having some talks about whether we were going to pivot the business and kind of start over, um, or if there might be some other options. And he came back to us after we presented our plan for pivoting and kind of said, "I don't, I don't believe in this. I don't understand the internet well enough to." see the same vision you see, here's what I think you should do. 
And he wanted to take us back to a very kind of old school business model of paper newsletters for small businesses, uh, which for anyone, you know, building an online business is a bit of a joke at this point. (laughs) And that really factored into my decision. So the first thing we had to do was sit down with him and kind of own the fact that instead of taking him up on his proposal, that we were ready to move on, that it was time to go do something else to lead to our next project. Um, but walking out of that meeting, which was pretty contentious and lasted yeah. several hours, and, and I kind of had to take a personal beating for you know walking away from an investor who had put money into a project, you kind of walk out of that into a vacuum of not knowing you know which way is up as far as your professional life is concerned and not really having any idea about what comes next. So that was what I walked out of that meeting into. And thankfully, I had learned at that point that when you're done with something that's been so emotionally taxing, you just need some time to sit back and process a little bit before you act on any anything impulsively. So that was what I did. I just gave myself some time to sit and be with those uncomfortable feelings of having shut something down and not knowing what's next. So Fire Nation, there are a few things in this world that are finite. And the ones that I think make most relevant sense to entrepreneurs is time and bandwidth. I mean, we only have so much time. We only have so much bandwidth. And Baird, you, you said the phrase earlier, you know, I didn't know if I had the energy to pivot. And because we only have so much energy, Fire Nation. That's why we have to be so, so careful and so focused about where we spend that time, where we spend that bandwidth, where we spend that energy, because it is absolutely a finite resource. And we have to realize that there's a big possibility for opportunity loss. If Baird had trudged forward against his gut and gone into the paper direct mail response, whatever that was, business, like he would have been wasting other opportunities that he could have been pursuing that he believed in. And that's a critical takeaway. And for you, Baird, I would kind of like for you to wrap it up with a bow in just one sentence. Like, what do you want to make sure that our listeners really get from that period in your life? So I'll share two things. The first thing is that Uh, a blog is not a business. And we say that a lot at Fizzle because I think it's very easy to get those two things confused. Unless you're selling sponsorships against the traffic you're generating, then your blog is not your business. And I think it took me far too long to realize that. And and that put us in a tough situation. Um, And the second thing is that quitting a project at the right time is not failing. It's wrapping it up in a bow and moving on to the next thing so that you can do ever better work. It was really, really difficult to let go of living for Monday. And I sent um, Seth Godin an email kind of describing how I was feeling. And I said, I think I might be able to sell this brand back to the investor. What's the minimum amount you think I should sell it for? So I was still kind of clinging to this idea of owning a business and having that entity under me and it being worth something. And Seth responded, I'll never forget this. He said, "Uh, anything more than $5 is a huge win. Uh, do it and be done with it. And so his point was, you're clinging to something that no longer exists as a project in the world. It's time to move on. And that stuck with me ever since then. Powerful words. And what I want to do now, Barrett, is is move to a different story in your journey. And this one's going to be an epiphany, an aha moment. I mean, you've had a lot of light bulbs, but what's one that you really think is going to resonate with Fire Nation? And then take us to that moment. So the one that really sticks out for me when I, when I think back across this entrepreneurial journey was uh, summer of 2011. I was still working at Ernst & Young 
and I volunteered for an organization called Camp Horizon, which is a nonprofit here in Georgia that I'm now the chairman of the board for. But at the time, I was just a camp counselor, and the camp is there to serve uh, children in state custody who have been abused or neglected. And I love this camp because they create this one-to-one camper counselor relationship throughout the week where you're in charge of one kid, and as much as you might change their life in that week, they have a massive impact on you too. And this was the first time I had volunteered at this camp, and I truly wasn't prepared for the emotional drain and journey that was going to take me on. You know, I knew it would be physically demanding and we wouldn't get a lot of sleep and, you know, we do all the traditional summer camp stuff. But what really happened was that this kid that I was a counselor for pushed me in ways I didn't know I could be pushed. And that led me to think a lot about what actually matters in life and what we do as a career. And so I think Thursday of that week, the camp director for this camp who had just been hired that year and it was her first summer camp, was actually fired. She was let go because she wasn't a good cultural fit and the board chairman felt like she was doing more harm than good by being there. So we let her go and that created this opportunity for someone to step up after a camp and become the camp director there. And in that moment, I realized that there's someone in this world whose job, whose full-time job is to show up and plan an experience and programming for 50 kids every summer that changes their lives from being people who have been abandoned in state custody to children who have a future and hope and a family together through this camp. And that was when I realized that me being a management consultant at this massive firm doing work for Fortune 10 companies mattered very little to me, especially when I compared it to something like being a camp director for such a meaningful program. And I thought I was going to apply for that position and I actually ended up not doing that. But what it did do was it caused me to go into work that next week and quit my job and say, I'm going to do something more meaningful with my life than what I'm currently doing. And so that for me was that moment that I'll always look back on and say, that's what catapulted me into becoming an entrepreneur. Now, what drew you to doing that camp in the first place? So in college, I was a counselor at a similar program for incoming freshmen where we took them for a long weekend and kind of uh, did a lot of team building and leadership skills. And mostly it was just to acclimate them to being a college student, which is really threatening for them. And so I kind of had this background in doing similar programming, but not for the same audience. And I got recruited by a mentor from college who's on the staff at my university because he had been volunteering at this camp. So he kind of wrote me in. And it just seemed like a continuation of similar work I was already doing, and it turned out to be a great fit. So one thing that I really get out of this when you're telling this story is that we don't always know which decisions are going to have the biggest impacts in our lives. But one thing I have found from now over a thousand interviews is that when we as just humans follow our gut, follow our intuition when it's telling us, you know, this just feels right. Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should try this. When we go in that direction, we're oftentimes finding ourselves in places and situations that are giving us the opportunity to be in these massive, potentially impactful situations that could alter the course of our lives. And that to me is a huge takeaway from your story, Bear, and what I really want Fire Nation to start doing is look for those those opportunities just around you, just in your town, that feel right for whatever reason. It doesn't have to be a clean and clear reason, but if it just feels right for some unknown gut instinct, like go check it out. The one conversation there could change everything. And 
Barrett, again, just sum it up in one sentence. What do you really want to make sure Fire Nation takes away from that aha moment of yours? So what I take away from that and what I'd want other people to take away is you need to seek out opportunities that are different from what you do every day. So things that make you uncomfortable, things that you've never experienced before, because those are those are the experiences that cause you to grow. When you go seek something out that seems completely an alternative path or something that you would never do if you hadn't been invited or if you hadn't sought it out intentionally, that's what's going to be a growth moment that's going to lead to these breakthroughs. So seek those uncomfortable, uncomfortable experiences out. We all seek Fire Nation to stay in our comfort zone. Like it's something that we just, you know, our program to do. I mean, it's like a survivalist thing, but all the magic happens outside of that comfort zone. So if it feels uncomfortable, if it feels a little scary, like move towards that because that's potentially magic. And Barrett, I have a really serious question for you. Do you mind if I ask it? I'm ready. Is it weird to be on a podcast where you're not getting interrupted every five minutes? (laughs) (laughs) It is a little odd. It's uh, it all depends on the host. You're talking. You're just talking in full sentences, and I never get to hear that on the Fizzle Show. (laughs) It's very true. There's definitely a balance there. (laughs) Oh, I love Chase. I really, really do. Now you have a lot of exciting things going on right now. But what is the one thing that has you most fired up? The number one thing I'm most excited about right now is uh, we're launching something called the Fizzle Roadmap. Mm. And what we've learned from the past couple of years of running this business, and for me the past year of being on the team, is um, while we have a ton of resources and the forums are thriving, it's really threatening when you get dropped into this massive pile of resources as a new fizzler or a new customer for us. And what we heard over and over is that people don't, quote unquote, have time to take advantage of Fizzle even though they know it's valuable. And when we dug a little deeper on that, we found out what that actually means is that they have a really hard time figuring out what to do first or next uh, in their business as it relates to fizzle. And so instead of taking the time to figure that out on their own, they leave. And so we lose customers as a result. So what the roadmap does is it puts all of our learning and all of our community features in the context of an end-to-end plan of what it takes to build a successful business. And I think when we implement this, it's going to be not only game-changing for our business, but also I think it's going to be game-changing for our customers' businesses and that they're going to be able to place themselves exactly on a roadmap that says, here's where you are and here's what's next for you to get to the next stage. So we were actually talking about this yesterday with Chase and one thing that I equated it to, and he seemed to resonate with it was, it's kind of like before getting dropped in a jungle with a spear and it's like, okay, go find food and go make fire, you know, best of luck. Everything you need is in this jungle, but you know, go get it. But now what you guys have done is you've flipped that on its head and you have this roadmap and now it's like you're at the beginning of the yellow brick road and it's just like, hey, here's Dorothy, here's the wizard, you know, just follow this road and you will eventually get to, you know, the green castle, whatever it's called. I mean, there's going to be struggles along the way, but we're here for you. How's that for uh, for an equation? I love it. I love that that rainforest <laughs> analogy. It's like it's like getting dropped into a rainforest without ever having seen a map of what the rainforest looks like. Right. And so it's your best guess as to which way you walk into the forest to try and get out of it. And that's just a bad plan all around. God, I'm loving this. Well, Fire Nation, we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we get there, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. 
Are you looking to hire but not sure where to find the best candidates? I know the feeling. We only have so much time in a day, and we all know that hiring can be a tough process. The time commitment, having to sift through resume after resume, investing your time in multiple interviews, plus posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates anymore. Good news. Thanks to ZipRecruiter.com, I can post to 100 plus job sites with one single click and be instantly massed to candidates from over 4 million resumes. Just post once and within 24 hours, your candidates will be rolling into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. All you have to do is choose your top candidates. ZipRecruiter has been used by over 400,000 businesses, and you can try it today for free. Try ZipRecruiter to get your perfect candidate before they go someplace else. Try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Building your website can be tough work, but this is your home base, and therefore, it's incredibly important. There are a lot of moving pieces, and with website hosting, support, design, and marketing all being equally important parts of the equation, finding the right resource is not only time-intensive, but it can become quite frustrating to find what you're looking for. Good news. You don't have to spend hours of your own time searching 10 different places for answers to these questions and resources that can help, because when you host with HostGator, they offer all of this in one place. Everything from from 24-7 live support to one-click WordPress installs, an easy-to-use website builder or design professional you can hire to do the work for you, plus marketing services to help with SEO and PPC. Yes, all in one place. Visit HostGator.com slash Fire30 for a 30% discount today. That's HostGator.com slash Fire in the number 30. Barrett, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? I'm ready. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, I think it was being scared of other people's expectations of what it meant for me to fulfill my potential. And I had to kind of let that go of what I thought other people wanted for me and really embrace what it was that I wanted to pursue. So other people's expectations. What is the best advice you've ever received? So it may not be a surprise, but this one comes from Seth Godin as well. And he gives uh, this little segment of a talk where he says he defines what it means to be the best in the world. And for him, he says, you can only be the best in the world if you're first the best in your country. And you can only be the best in your country if you're first the best in your state. And you can only be the best in the state if you're first the best in your hometown or city. And what I loved about that was it breaks down this big, hairy idea that so many people talk about of being the best in the world. And it says, hey, why don't you be the best in your neighborhood or your town first and then worry about getting to be the best in the world? And that's always stuck with me as something that I can follow. What's a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? Yeah, so this is probably cliche, but for me, it, it always if I'm not feeling right about my work or if I'm not doing my best work, it always, always, always comes back to sleep, diet, and exercise. And if those three things are off for me, I can guarantee that I'm not going to do good work professionally. Uh, but that's kind of a cop-out. So I'll say that <laughs> I throw regular dinner parties here in Atlanta, and I bring people together who otherwise don't know each other, and I create an environment where it feels safe to share and we're sharing great food that I've prepared all day. And I think that that's created really cool conversations amongst people who have become business partners, friends, and uh, that's led to a lot of great introductions, which is valuable for me just to see that happen in the world. Fire Nation, if you can become the connector, I mean, opportunities will just start coming your way. I mean, that's just a reality. Now, what's an internet resource bear like an Evernote that you can share with our listeners? So I was thinking about this. I'm going to give you two. The first is uh, Death to Stock Photo. I love this duo of people who are both empowering other creators and 
sharing stock photography that's not crappy, that they really <laughs> take and they really share with you for free. You can pay them as well for more resources, but you can get a free download every month if you go to their site. And the second one is thegreatdiscontent.com. One of my favorite interview written interview sites on the web that's not a major publication. I think they do a remarkable job of long-form storytelling about individual creatives. If you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? So I'm torn between Lynchpin and Mastery. Uh, Lynchpin is by Seth Godin, and that one is about being absolutely indispensable to your organization. And I think it equally applies to entrepreneurs. Mastery is by Robert Greene, and that's all about building expertise and really going deep on a subject so that you can be valuable. And his research methods and the way that he tells stories around his research is remarkable. So I would I would give those two to every one of your listeners if I could. Yeah, I'm a histories major in college, so I just love the way Robert Greene tells stories and the way that he writes books. I mean, Fire Nation, check it out. And I know you love audio, so I teamed up with audiobooks. And if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook for free at eofirebook.com. And Barrett, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? You know, I thought about this, and it's a really tough question because... There's no timeline. It's not like I'm dying, so I don't have to fulfill my my dying wishes. Right. But I also don't have money, so it's not easy to travel. Well, you have $500, though. A little bit of money. And so what I said I would do is I would uh, build my own website, and I would start writing in-depth, long-form articles, one a day. And I would do that until I had an audience big enough to turn that $500 into much, much more. Barrett, let's end today on fire. With you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Awesome. Um, I'll relay a piece of wisdom I got from a local entrepreneur here in Atlanta recently. And he said that he thinks the entrepreneurial community needs to be encouraging more people to build $250,000 a year businesses. You know, if you look in the media all over the place, uh, you see us praising billion dollar businesses and millions and millions of dollars raised. And his point was, if you can start a business and you can get it to the point where it earns $250,000 a year, you're sustainable at that point. And you don't need venture capital if that's the case. And so I love that idea of, hey, maybe $250,000 is a good initial marker, maybe even $100,000, because that means you're well on your way to a successful, sustainable business. So I'll pass that along. Yeah. Um, as far as where people can find me, uh, you can always find me at Barrett A. Brooks, two R's and two T's on Twitter. Uh, and then at Fizzle, of course. Uh, so fizzleonfire.com, I think, is where we're sending people. And, and that's where you can get a free month of Fizzle and join us there and see what we're all about. Fizzleonfire.com, free month of Fizzle, coaching call. I mean, Fire Nation, what's going on? And you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with BAB and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com and just type Barrett in the search bar. His show notes page will pop right up with everything that we've been talking about today. And Barrett, thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. 
Fire Nation, thank you for joining us on Entrepreneur on Fire. Visit eofire.com for links to everything we chatted about today, as well as killer resources, gifts, and so much more. Ready to rock your own webinar? Text webinar course to 33444. That's webinar course, all one word, no spaces, to 33444, and you'll be rocking our free 10 day webinar course like a champ. Have an inspired day and ignite.